Good morning. How are you all doing? Well, I came to say gracias. What a blessing. It's been seven years since the Lord led us to start the Omega Task, and many, many lives have been changed. Many, many families came to the Lord. There are many children with hope in their hearts because they know a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ, and they want others to get to know him. So, so, so blessed for seven years, so, seven years also partnering with the Ohana of Calvary Chapel. It is such a blessing this morning. I'm so blessed. They finally gave me three hours for this message. So, and also I'll be preaching Spanish. So that would be also great. So let's uh, open in prayer. We have just so, you know, beautiful and great news from Costa Rica for all that he's doing. And during this time, we can see that God is giving us a new beginning after all the things that are happening because the world is changing. But we have a God that will never change. He's still in power. He's still king. He's, he's still above all that is happening. And the grace and the promise that he has given us is way, way greater than whatever can happen on this earth. So on behalf of the children of the coffee fields, Costa Rica, the Omega Task, we want to thank you all for your prayers, for your support, for your partnership. It is a great honor to be able to serve the Lord. And I also know that many of you came, so it's been a great journey. And now we are ready to receive more volunteers and to adjust whatever needs to be adjusted to continue serving the Lord and continue proclaiming His grace, His love, His power to all the nations. He's coming, guys. Yes. He is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are at the highest place. We came together today to praise you. All the earth proclaims your glory, God. All the earth shouts that there's a creator who loves us and gave us Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be here this morning. I just pray that your Holy Spirit is going to speak to our hearts. It's going to lead us to all truth. It's going to help us remain in the right path or change our path if we are in the wrong one. We ask you, Father, that today your word will be preached at this place and that we will glorify you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to proclaim this grace, this glory, and this power that Jesus is king and that he died for our sins so we can be saved that we were your enemies. But even though we were your enemies, 
you gave it all, and now you call us your own. We praise your name, and we thank you. In your name we pray, and we all say, Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me tell you a short story. In the way from Costa Rica here, we were on the plane, and during one of those announcements on the plane, the recorded voice was giving us a friendly reminder, talking about the case of a water landing. So that's, that's when the voice said something that sounded like, leave all carry-ons behind. And you know, I, I brought 20 pounds of Highland whole bean coffee on my carry-on. So that phrase got me thinking, I cannot leave my coffee behind. I cannot leave my computer behind my passport. You know, I cannot leave my paperwork. And you know, thinking about that and just that thought sounded so selfish to me. In the case of life or death, the most important thing is to be there to help your family, don't you think? And I was thinking about coffee and I was thinking about all that I had in my carry-on and all that I was not willing to give up. And I was just thinking, well, that really sounds like a great title for a message. Leave all carry-ons behind. And that's why I brought my carry-on today. You're probably wondering. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm still trying to leave it behind. And I am here today to talk about a great prophet. And he had such great carry-on. And he had to leave it behind. So I would like you to go to the book of Habakkuk. And I'm going to be reading to you the prophecy that he received. You know, Habakkuk means embrace. One who embraces. And he was really tired. And he brought what is called the first complaining of Habakkuk. And he started crying out to the Lord. And he was saying this. This is the prophecy that Habakkuk, the prophet, received from the Lord. And I, I start reading in the 
verse 2 of the chapter 1 of Habakkuk. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Or cry out to you violence. But you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Does it sound familiar to you? Wow. And we are tired. And we are crying to the Lord. And we are wondering, why do I see this? Or why is this happening? Let me read to you verse 5. When the Lord answers. And he says in verse 5. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. First of all, I would like to tell you all that God is doing something in our days that if he came to tell us, we wouldn't believe it. As I said earlier, the Lord is still king. He is still in charge. He still is our greatest hope. And this hope that we have, no one can take away from us. This is how freedom feels, like we were singing earlier. The Lord gave us his promise and he will fulfill every single one of them. Because he is Lord. Because he is king. When Habakkuk receives this, he was completely overwhelmed because the Lord spoke to him, and if we continue reading, we will learn that the Lord was talking about judgment. So let's continue reading. The prophet Habakkuk had many burdens in his carry-on. He asked for the Lord for help. He waited. He was tired. Have you been there? The prophet was overwhelmed. And he brought to the Lord in chapter 1 what is known as the first complaint. 
of Habakkuk. In verse 5, the Lord answers, like I just read to you, if I tell you what I'm going to do, you won't believe it. And then he continues saying, I'll bring judgment upon the nation of Israel. And for that, I'm going to use your enemies. I'm going to use your enemies to accomplish that. And you know, when we use the word judgment, it's not even a word that we want to talk about. It's not even a topic that we want to bring up at church on Sunday when so, so many things are so difficult right now for the world. But we need to understand one thing. Humanity has a basic problem with God. And that basic problem is that we have a problem with him being God. We don't want him to be God. Or we want him to be the way we want him to be. So when we hear things like this, we, we don't like it. And we don't want it. But remember, the promise he gave us. And the grace he poured down upon all of us through Christ. So we can get an inheritance. God will still be God. He will still do what he, what he has to do. He will still tell us. And what he has to say. That's when Habakkuk brought a second complaint to the Lord. And the Lord answered. And we can read it in chapter 2. So let's go to the verse 14 of the book of the prophet Habakkuk. Chapter 2, verse 14. And I read it to you. This is a promise in a beautiful verse that we can find here. And I read it for you. For the earth will be covered with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen to that? For the earth will be covered with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The Lord will make it happen. The Lord will make it possible. The Lord answers, His glory will be known upon every nation. His will will be done what he promised will be fulfilled he is the great i am he spoke the universe into existence he gave a name to every star he is the sovereign god almighty 
He knows everything. And he knows what you are carrying. The Lord answered. We are going to read in chapter 2 of Habakkuk, the verse 20. Habakkuk 2, verse 20. I'll read it for you. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. The Lord is king. His kingdom will see no end. What happened with the prophet when he received the answers of the Lord? Did he complain a third time? You know, there are only two complaints from Habakkuk. Something happens in his life that we are about to read. He receives two answers from the Lord. He starts complaining. He complains one time. He complains a second time. And then something changes in him. And he gives up his carry-on. What's in your carry-on? I need to ask you this morning. What are you carrying? Habakkuk comes to an understanding that he has no other place to go. And believe me, brothers and sisters, we have no other place to go. During the last couple of years, I just can't believe going through all this without Jesus. You know, the government in Costa Rica caused us to, to suspend our ministry for a little while. And the kids will come to our gate and they will put their little fist through the gate and look at me and do a fist bump. Look at me and without saying anything, they will say, Ben, tell something that will give us hope. Tell something different than everything that I'm hearing every day. We had to give up. We opened the gates. We invited the kids in to play in the playground. We continued to preach the gospel of salvation to them. People kept coming to the Lord. And all, during all this time, I'm just wondering, what would I do to go through all this without Christ? And I'm telling you that because there are lots of people out there that are going through this without the hope that we have. 
You know, during this month, I had the opportunity to go to Lidgate and Anini Beach to share the gospel with people and just give tracts away. And I uh, had the opportunity to go with Steve DeRose, is one of your members here. And I want you to reach out to him and see if you guys can continue doing this. You know, people came to the Lord. I would like to tell you, you guys have just such unique opportunity on this island. We talked to people from Russia. Uh, gentlemen from the Marshall Islands came to the Lord. We talked to people from the Philippines, from, you know, mainland, from Canada, from Mexico. People from all over the earth come to this island and you have just such unique opportunity to reach out to them. So before we continue, I wanted to encourage you to continue doing this. So please reach out to our brother Steve DeRose so you guys can continue doing this. And it's been great. People came to the Lord. We prayed with people. We gave lots of, you know, gospel tracts, and it was a great thing. So Habakkuk, he had a carry-on to give up, and he didn't bring another complaint. The prophet understood that God is sovereign, and on the journey that we can find on these three chapters, we can see that he gave up his carry-on. Will you give it up? Is there resentment in your carry-on? Will you finally forgive and talk to that person that you didn't talk in years? Is there fear or worry? Are you concerned about your finances? Are you thinking a big part of the day about a virus? What's in your carry-on? Jesus knows. Give it up to him today. Most of the time we can't or we won't want to give it up. But today, you can gate check it for free. Yes, you can. Isn't it great news when they tell you that? Don't carry that anymore. You can just gate check it here for free. You know, we just went through Thanksgiving and, you know, it's a time where we all think, why, why am I thankful? Is there, what's there that I can just share that I'm thankful about? And I'm, I'll tell you this. I was lost, and I've been found. I was an enemy of God. Through Christ, now he calls me his own. He loved me when I was his enemy. He reached out to me when I was completely lost. A courtesy of his grace. You can give it up for free today. This is his gift for you. 
We have all our questions and even complaints to the Lord, just like the prophet. We are not different than him. And when we bring our complaints to him, he answers like he answered. Thousands of years ago, judgment is coming. But we don't like that word. We don't want to talk about it. But out of love, just because we are one family in Christ, our Lord, we need to bring it up. We need to preach the gospel of repentance and redemption. Not other feel-good gospels. You know, we, we live in a generation that we, we, we are easily offended. Or we are even seeking for, for reasons to be offended. But I'll tell you this, being offended is a luxury we cannot afford. So talking about feel-good gospels, I'll tell you what feels good. As I told you, I was lost and now I'm being found and I'm saved. Talking about other gospels, I'll tell you what true prosperity is. Eternal life is. That's true prosperity. It is time for us to set our priorities and the number one should be the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Can you believe that in 16 months, the whole world learned the name of a virus? The whole world. But Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago, and there are still billions that don't know his name. Tell me about priorities. When I was putting together this message, my son came and asked me, how many people love Jesus? He asked me this question. I answered that many, many, but we need more to love him. There are around 2.5 billion Christians on earth. Soon we will be 8 billion people on this earth. So those numbers show that we need more people to love Jesus. Jesus certainly loved us all at the cross. He loves you exactly how you are. Jesus is calling you today. It doesn't matter what's in your carry-on. He will gladly trade you whatever is in it for his joy, for his peace, for his mercy and grace. For his strength. We are all travelers on this earth and we have a carry-on. The world will come to a difficult landing. And we need to leave it all behind. 
what's in your carry-on? Are you willing to give it up today? If the Lord spoke to you today, if he had been touching your heart, And if you have a carry-on that you would like to give up, I would like you to prepare your heart to give it to him. If you have burdens, that you would like to give to him. I would like you to prepare your heart to give it to him today. You know the prophet Habakkuk. He received such transformation that he answered this to the Lord. And we can find this in the verse 3, in the chapter 3, verse 17. And I would like you to go there. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. And I read 3, verse 19. And I read it for you. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk understood that he had no other place to go. And he answered back to the Lord, no matter what happens, I will rejoice in you. I am just giving it up all to you. I will not bring more complaints to you. I am just going to rejoice in you and wait upon you. If you have a carry-on today that you would like to give up to the Lord, I would like you to stand up. I would like you to just give it to Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have a carry-on that you just want to give to Him, 
and say, Jesus, carry this for me. I don't want to carry it anymore. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus, his Holy Spirit is here to speak to our hearts, to transform us, to lead us to the truth. If you never received Jesus in your heart before, and if you are here this morning, and you want to receive him, I want to encourage you to come forward and Pastor Steve and I will pray for you. If you love Jesus already and you want to renew your commitment to him, I would like you to stand up so we can end this service in prayer and celebrate the good Lord and God that we have. We have so much work to do, brothers and sisters. In this morning, I would like to encourage you. You know, there are many ministry opportunities here on this island through Calvary Chapel. I would like you to join Pastor Steve and encourage him through all the different ministries that you are running. I would like to encourage you to pray for the Lord to increase your passion for the lost. Because the passion for the lost is the passion that Jesus has in his heart. And that is why he died at the cross for, uh, for all of us. I would like to finish reading 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and I'll read it for you. However, as it is written, what no eyes has seen, what no ear has heard, in what no human mind has conceived, the things God has preferred for those who love him. If you love the Lord, please stand. So we can pray together with our brothers and sisters that today are giving up his carry-on to the Lord. There's a promise that is eternal. There's a grace. There's a hope that has been given to us again, brothers and sisters. No one can take it away from us. Jesus is coming. We have so much work that still needs to be done. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will proclaim his gospel into every nation. The Lord decided that this is going to happen and it will happen. So let's rejoice in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are good. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is in this place. The Lord, he is here with us. He promised, I'll be with you always till the end of the age. So you are here. You are here among us and we are proclaiming your power, your grace, your love upon everyone here. Heavenly Father, I especially pray for all those who stood, they went to give up 
their carry-on today. Lord, I give you my carry-on. I give it to you. I don't want to carry it anymore. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts, transform our lives. Give us the humility that Jesus had. Give us his love and his passion for the lost so we can be intentional about reaching out to them. Heavenly Father, we pray for our families, for our children. We pray for all those that still need to come to you. Heavenly Father, we bring our families to you. We bring this island to you. It belongs to you, Jesus. We bring the nations to you, Lord. You are the Lord of the nations, the creator of heavens and earth. We praise your name at this place. And we proclaim, Lord, your glory, your power, and your grace. We thank you, God, for the freedom that we have to come together and praise you and lift your name on high. Thank you, Jesus. We pray in your name and we all say, Amen.